Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. February 9th of 2004, 21-year-old UMass student Maura Murray drove from her dorm in Amherst, Massachusetts to the White Mountains of New Hampshire. At approximately 7.27 p.m., Maura spun out her 1996 Saturn on a hairpin turn on Route 112 in North Haverhill. There has never been a credible sighting of Maura since. Maura is 5 foot 7 inches tall. She weighs 120 pounds, and she has brown hair and hazel eyes. If you have any information regarding Maura's disappearance, please submit it to us, the Murray family through their Facebook page, or the New Hampshire State Police Cold Case Unit. This is Missing Maura Murray. Welcome back to the Missing Maura Murray podcast. I am Tim here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you? Doing very well. How are you today? I'm doing well. We are fresh back from our trip to Albany to the American Investigative Society of Cold Cases Conference with Detective Ken Maines, where we sat on a panel with John Lorden and Mike Morford, Lance. Well, I would say that we're back. I don't know if I'm so much fresh because that was a whirlwind of a trip, and we had a really good time with John Lorden, of course, of Brain Scratch, and Mike Morford of Criminology and Murder in My Family. They teamed up with Gray Hughes, and they have the Three Men in a Mystery podcast that, that they're producing right now. And we were asked to join them to talk about the relationship between citizen detecting and podcasting and law enforcement and what we can do to make that better and just sort of what what we go through on a day-to-day basis that maybe law enforcement and citizen detectives don't really know about. 
Yeah, and we met some really interesting people there, and we want to get into it a little bit more in depth in a later episode. And Lance, we wanted to talk about our next live show that we're doing in Nashua, New Hampshire on May 22nd at 6 p.m. We're having a Missing Brianna Maitland panel with Bruce, Greg, Lou, and Chloe. It's official, everybody. We're finally doing a Brianna Maitland live show. We're going to have, like you said, Brianna's dad, Bruce, Greg Overacker, the private investigator, Lou Barry, who is the seasoned police detective. Both of those guys have been working on Brianna's case for a long, long time. It's at the Riverwalk Cafe. If anyone went to the Science Cafe panel that we did last month, uh, you're familiar with the venue. It's awesome. They have beer, full bar, full menu. It's in Nashua, New Hampshire, 35 Railroad Square, May 22nd at 6 p.m. And tickets can be found at crawlspace, that's C-R-A-W-L-S-P-A-C-E dot B-P-T for brown paper ticket dot me. So that's the link to get the tickets, or you can just click that in the show notes, or you can go to our website, crawlspace-media.com, and you can get directed to the ticket selling platform from there as well. And don't miss this because people have been talking about Brianna's case, and it's a very rare opportunity to have the father of a missing young woman, along with a licensed private investigator, along with a law enforcement official of over 30 years. It's going to be fun, and Chloe is sitting there up there with us, too. And Chloe, of course, uh, started her own podcast, a brand new one, with her twin sister, Melina. So check that out. It's called True Crime Twins. There are links in the show notes. Lance, Stitcher Premium, uh, you might have noticed, as a listener of this show, you might have noticed that we released an episode of our creator's commentary for Stitcher Premium over the weekend. It was episode 16, the one about Lincoln, New Hampshire, and the threats that we got. And so that is part of this project that we're doing for Stitcher Premium. We're, we're talking over all of our old episodes, or at least 80 of them, and being, they're being released on Stitcher Premium. We're updating information. And we've gotten some pretty good feedback, including some people saying to uh, go easy on certain professions like accounting. Sorry, it was some some uh, some maybe preconceived notions that we had about accountants. But if you're listening to this and you heard what I said and you're like, what is he talking about? You really need to go sign up for Stitcher Premium and check out the creator commentaries, because not only do we talk about things like that, we also correct information that we put out there before, way back in 2015 and 2016 and, and so on. We also talk about ourselves, where we were at then, where we're at now, and we update information. So you, you really get like a bunch of cool commentary that is really useful for anybody who is digging deep into Moore's case. And so use code MMM for a free month when you sign up at stitcherpremium.com. Also, Lance, wanted to give a big thanks to Jim and Nicole for uh, buying us dinner over uh, at the ASOC conference in Albany. And also, they have an amazing uh, new magazine that's launching in June. It's called Unsolved Magazine. And you may have heard of PI Magazine that uh, did some did some work with us last year for uh, a live show that, that we had. And it's a great magazine. And uh, especially if you're into investigating or private investigating, and if you are a private investigator, you likely know that magazine already because uh, it, it gets out there quite a bit. But they're starting another one called Unsolved Magazine, and it's the magazine of the citizen detective. And they're super smart people, and they're super nice people. And Jim actually brought the house down after Aphrodite Jones's presentation on Michael Peterson. So if you want to get involved with people who are trying to do something good, check out Unsolved Magazine. UnsolvedMagazine.com. 
Also, Patreon, Lance, we're on Patreon, and we've kind of revamped and relaunched that, and we're doing weekly news videos, true crime kind of news uh, vault videos is what we call them. So check that out at patreon.com slash crawlspacepodcast, and you can become one of our patrons for 5 10 or $20. Yeah, and you might be asking yourself, well, I can just get the crime news just by clicking on my little app on my phone or my iPad. We do more than just some crime news. We have some personal stories that we have updates on, like like your uh, great uncle or great grandfather, great uncle, right? Yeah, my great uncle. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Tom Paliri, who this whole mystery has started to unfold right in front of you just based on some information that you were given. And we are presenting that in periodic fashion as it unfolds on Patreon as well. Yeah, that's still a developing story about uh, my great uncle who uh, was uh, killed in World War II in the South Pacific and uh, trying to bring his body back to the States if it can be found, um, potentially using uh, DNA from me or someone from my family. So yeah, it is, like I said, a developing story. Not sure where it's going yet. Crazy stuff. And depending on what tier you sign up for, you can get some outtakes of the uh, ad reads that we do. And we've been hearing that people really enjoy our ad reads because it's nice to go from talking about a missing young woman or talking about, you know, a various form of crime to to something a little bit lighter. You get a little break. You can get a little laugh in. But there's a lot more to those ad reads than what we put out there. So depending on what tier you sign up for, you can you can hear that. You can get a VIP meet and greet if you come to the Riverwalk Cafe. So we'll do some live show meet and greets. That'd be a lot of fun. So, and also, Lance, you know, uh, is there something else? There really is. There, there's this one other big thing that we just wanted to talk about because we are a company here at Crawl Space Media, and for fans of the Missing Maura Murray podcast, we are putting out a call for anyone interested in helping us grow as a network. Yes, Crawl Space Media includes this show. It includes the show Crawl Space, Empty Frames, and the new show True Crime Twins. And we're currently in production of additional shows and innovative projects, which we want to launch this year, and we want that to be part of what we're going to call the Vault Network. So if there is anyone listening to whom this applies or might know someone interested in helping us grow, please feel free to reach out. Email us at crawlspacepodcast at gmail.com, and we can schedule a call and discuss investment opportunities. And Lance, of course, we're going to CrimeCon in June in New Orleans, and we talk a little bit about it in this episode uh, that we're going to play in just a moment where uh, we did a Facebook Live show, and so we talked to you, and we took your questions, and we had Maggie Freeling on, and we had one of the owners from the A-Frame house on, and a couple of old friends um, so CrimeCon is where this is happening, where you can ask us questions. We're doing a live show, live Missing More Murray at CrimeCon. You want to be there. Use code CRAWLSPACE19 at CrimeCon.com for 10% off. And the dates on that are June 7th, 8th, and 9th. You can find us down there at Podcast Row with all of the other true crime podcasts that you love. And so we hope you enjoy this Missing More Murray 100, and uh, we will be doing more Facebook Live uh, sessions, so... Uh, uh, make sure to follow us over there and all of our social pages, really. And so make sure you're a part of it next time. And also, Lance, for episode 101. Some people said, how how far can you go past 100? What could you possibly do after 100 episodes? We thought the most appropriate episode for 100 was to include you guys out there on that Facebook Live uh, session that we had. But you know what we have for episode 101? We got Curtis Murray back in studio with a lovely young woman, Sarah, they were both up there during the time when the police and the FBI and the attorney general's office was in that location with their cadaver dogs digging with their own GPR. And Curtis tells us the accounts of the day and how everything sort of played out for him and his family. 
Okay, so we look forward to playing that for you. So thank you very much for listening, everybody, and hope you enjoy the Facebook Live session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Missing Maura Murray Live, episode 100. I am Tim Polari here today with Lance Reensterna in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you? Couldn't be better on this 100th anniversary. 100th anniversary? 100th episode anniversary. <laughs> 100th, uh, 100th episode. Yeah, 100th episode. That's 100th right. 100th episode. Who would have who thought that? So, I, many, no so many years ago. Nobody. We were told... You know, maybe, maybe what, 18 episodes max? Yeah. 82 episodes later. Hey, Christina in the chat room. How you doing, Christina? Tanya's in there, too. And our, Matthew, what's up, everybody? Our friend uh, Jordan Bonaparte from uh, Halifax, ah. the nighttime podcast. And, uh, oh, an old buddy, Brian Belmore, <laughs> my old roommate, Brian Belmore, what's built up? by Belmore. I like how uh, Jordan says, "Congrats on the contrasting shirts." I didn't even realize that. Look at that. We planned it. You got the you got the black. I got the white. I yep. got the black underneath. You got the white underneath. Yep. yep. I got the crawl space logo right here on yep. my breast, though. I've got my uh, my Southie uh, track stripe here. So uh, we are trying to take some calls here today. We would love to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if we can figure it out, we would love to take some of your calls. We are going to be joined by the one and only Maggie Freeling in a little while. Uh, so we'll be talking about some current events. And uh, it's been a, a pretty crazy few months if you're uh, following the Maura Murray case, hasn't it, Lance? I mean, the the course of the events since January, since the beginning of the year, or are you talking about uh, since, like, the summer when we were up there digging on uh, the uh, property of, of Amanus? Yeah, I mean— Constant the, the, motion in this case. The, I'd say the past, like, seven or eight months has been really— um, has been really uh, like a like an acceleration of everything that's happened over the past you know decade or so, and it went into it went into hyper mode uh, a few weeks ago in February and then uh, last week. So yeah, yeah, last week was an extremely exhausting day. There was a lot of you know nearly impulsive decisions that were made, including including almost driving up to New Hampshire, which we would have been absolutely pissed about <laughs> if we had gotten there three and a half hours later, only to be told by law enforcement that they found nothing. So I think we made the right choice by. St- by standing our ground, digging our heels in here, and yeah. doing what we can here. And as it turns out, there's still an ongoing investigation, and here we are. And here we are. We did at one point think that uh, it, it could have been the end of the case, or at least uh, what they found or were about to announce that they found was going to lead to the end of the case. Uh, but but uh, we got, uh, you know, the whole community got, got kind of sucker punched in this, uh, in this situation. And obviously, the Murray family got got the, got the, got the biggest. biggest sucker punch. They got the biggest. Yeah, right. See, we don't want to cry into our own coffee here. Yeah. We we do what we do because uh, because this is what we want to do, and we want something to come of this. We want some sort of re- resolution. But we have no familiar stake in this. I can't imagine having this be someone's family member, and then after no communication, no no indication of any sort of movement. You're you're summoned up there. You're sat down in a room, and and there's a press briefing scheduled. There's all of this stuff that's like lined up to make it seem like we have an answer here. It might not be a full answer, but it's something. Yeah. And then it turns out we're just letting you guys know there's nothing. 
Yeah, very un- unfortunate situation, and um, I think John Smith started uh, yelling at Jeffrey Strelzin, the uh, senior assistant attorney general, I think is his official title. Uh, so he gave the press conference. He was questioned by some reporters, and then John uh, wouldn't be silenced and had to go at uh, Strelzin a little bit, and uh, that got a little heated, apparently. Of course. This is this is John's... Um, that's the plat- That's the platform that was... That was put there by God for John Smith. <laughs> by God? Are you being sarcastic? Um, There's a little bit of sarcasm laced into my comments. <laughs> but we got uh, Aurelia joined. Yeah. Hello, Aurelia. Kyle. Palmer. Kyle and uh, Susan. Uh, shout out, Susan. And, shout uh, out, Susan. Jordan says, if John Smith doesn't call at some point, he wants his data usage back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know that we'll be calling Easy. John. That JS yeah. could have stood for anything. See, here's the thing. You got to DM us your number and then we'll call you. Um so if you uh right. if you want to call, um just DM us your number and we have our good assistant/intern here, Brian, um monitoring this page and uh, he will be able to call you from our phone. So that's unless that's you already have our phone numbers, like my <laughs> old roommate or that's some right. of the people that are in there might have our phone numbers. So feel free. I got my phone here. Tim has his phone. So that's right. Okay. So that on that note, Jordan Bonaparte could call whenever he wanted. Alex Clogston in the chat room. Alex, feel free to give us a holler if you uh, want to chat on the air. Craig Fanning, what's up, gentlemen? Well, we're just sitting here in Wormtown, nestled away. Celebrating 100 uh, episodes. What's up with you, sir? 100 episodes. And um, we are going to have Kurt Murray back at the blue table here in the black box in Wormtown uh, to discuss all the happenings from last week. Uh, that that interview, that conversation is going to be coming soon uh, in real life. And then it'll come out to the podcast a couple weeks after that. Yeah, he'll be joining us. Oh, my, my roommate's calling. Wonderful. Plus. All right. Let's see how we're going to do this. Brian, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. So of how's course. how's life? Now you have uh you moved away. You no longer live in the New England area. I live in Atlanta. How's Atlanta? It's eighty degrees. Oh. That's it? That's it. Are you hanging out with Payne Lindsay down there? I am not, but that case is super interesting what's going on down here. Okay, and so you're into true crime, and you actually helped us. And you were th- sort of like the um, the man behind the scenes when we went to Canada and uh, on a, a number of trips to New Hampshire. You you had a lot of information that you were delivering to us sort of at, at your fingertips. Just real brief, tell people what you did when we went to Canada. What, what role did you play? Uh, I was basically helping them find the different locations they were going to and reading the Internet. I mean, I'm super happy that this thing has gone 100 episodes since, you know, Lance and I used to just stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning freaking ourselves out on the Internet, and now we're 100 episodes in it. That is true. There was, uh, there was more than probably uh, a few dozen beers that were consumed on several <laughs> nights. Um, and we even went so far as to set up the projector that was in the living room, and we had it projected on the, on the drop-down screen that Brian built, and we had documents that were there we had uh like letters that were written that the police had like documents like that yeah um projected onto the screen so yeah uh people people need to know that there's uh like there's individuals like brian out there who who operate so like effectively behind the scenes and it was uh hugely helpful and whenever you're ready to contribute again brian you got my number obviously 
Oh, I'm down whenever you guys are. I have more free time now that I don't work those crazy jobs anymore. Oh, good, good, good. And 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 you want to give a, a quick plug to your uh, furniture making business? Uh, I don't. I, I'm not doing that right at the moment. Oh no. <laughs> well, for any. Uh, <laughs> for but the, if you're in the Atlanta area and want to do a uh, catering or design job, I'm working for Bold Catering Design now. There you go. There you go. Good little good good plug there and. Um, We'll uh we'll let you go now, but thank you so much for calling in. Totally appreciate it, and very much appreciate the work that you've uh, put into this case behind the scenes with us. Yeah, and before you go, Brian, um, what are your thoughts on the case? Like, uh, do you have a theory? I mean, I'm still holding out hope that she's alive somewhere, and that you know, I, you know, I got family members that I haven't talked to in like 16 years, and sometimes it's just that bitterness of not wanting to be wrong 16 years ago. But, I mean, with everything that happened in, like, Payne Lindsay's case of Up and Vanished, you know, it's hard to hold out hope this long. So, yeah, I wish all the best for the family and, you know, the loved ones that are all involved in it because it's not an easy situation to go through. Definitely. Well, thank you very much, Brian, for joining. It's uh, nice to hear your voice, and uh, it's been a long time. So, yeah, when, when are you coming up uh, back to Massachusetts? I'm actually in New Hampshire this weekend. I may be driving the old route anyway. <laughs> uh, well, Jesus Christ, dude. Look us up. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, AJ Sullivan in the chat room says, speaking of beer, I'd love to got, to uh, to buy you guys one at ASOC next week. Sounds and good. Thank you, AJ. Yeah. We will gladly accept that brewski um, at ASAP, and we will split one if we need to. Yeah. And uh, Craig said he DM'd you, Lance. I am sending him my phone number right now. Okay, great. Oh, that was nice of Brian Belmore to that call in. That was nice. He did say he was going to, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't talked to him in a little while. Yeah, he moved down, relocated to Atlanta. Yeah. And I could have sworn that he said he was uh, roommates with uh, Payne Lindsay. Yeah, he was hanging out with him a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. They were. Uh, <laughs> they actually did some um, Muay Thai together. <laughs> Aurelia says, this is off to a hilarious start. I'm proud of you guys and glad to be here for your 100th show. Thank you very much, Aurelia. You, <laughs> I don't know if hilarious is uh, a compliment or not, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. Yeah, that's good. You know what I was doing? I was putting my cof- my phone on top of my coffee cup, which is probably the dumbest thing yeah, I could do. Uh, definitely, definitely. Oh. oh, here we go, and we're getting Craig calling in. I hope so. Or it's a bill collector. <laughs> is this a bill collector or is this Craig? Oh, this is Craig. Oh, Craig. Good, Craig. Are How you, are you? Are you a bill collector? <laughs> no, I, they call me too. I just block them. Okay, good. good. Okay. Well played. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How about yourselves? Doing great. Thanks for being here and uh, celebrating our uh, 100th episode with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Can't wait for uh, July to see you guys down here in Chicago. Oh, ah, yeah. Yes, you're coming to the True Crime Podcast uh, Festival. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until your show. So Yes. There you go. All right. Not only is he coming, but he did offer to buy us a steak dinner along with uh, Octavia Zapala. And um, who else did you offer a steak dinner to, Craig? Renner. Renner. Chloe comes. Wow. Chloe, if Chloe's going to be there. All right, we will take you up on that, Craig. Look at this, getting free beers and free, free dinners. Free beers, free steak dinners. great. <laughs> All we have to do is sign on to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, Craig, we talked to you a little while ago. Um, I can't remember when we talked to you, but you had last some. May. Last May. Last May, almost a year ago. What's your feelings on everything that's happened recently with Moore's case, and where do you think it's going from here? 
and I just wish the chaos would stop. It's gotten gotten pretty bad with uh, with the infighting and all that. I wish all that would just stop. Um, yeah, we're with you. Going forward, I mean, you can only follow up on any lead that comes in. Until then, it's like you got to sit here and wait, no matter you know how hard it is. All, all we can do is wait for that that one clue to come in that get it rolling. That's I mean, a, yeah. There's a lot of people out there that don't think the house is done, and now they're talking about buying the house because the owners want to sell it and this and that. And I just think it's some people just can't let go. Yeah. So, what do you think um, can be done about that? I mean, I'm sure some people will hear that and they'll say, you know, what if what if everybody lets go and it turns out that there was that one thing that was actually missed inside the house and everyone let it go? How do you balance the between those two? That could be, but I mean, if the homeowners are willing to still let somebody come in and look, I mean, more ain't gonna hurt nothing. But I mean, just just the now it's still the police went in, FBI went in. What they searched, we don't know. But just everybody's still second guessing and thinking police cover ups. And I mean, everybody's got a theory. Everybody's entitled to their theory. But I mean, there's some points where you're you're just over the line and heading into more crazy territory. Yeah, and it's a good reminder that uh, that if you do have any information on the case, please submit it to us. You can okay. submit it to the family Facebook page out there, or you can submit it to the New Hampshire State uh, Police Cold Case Unit. And uh, these tips are important, and these are, like you said, uh, a way that this case can be moved forward. Because somebody knows somebody, something. Someone out there knows something. Whether they gave more a ride innocently or whether someone did something wrong, bad to Mora, someone out there knows something. Yeah. And, and then behaviors will change. So if someone did something bad to Mora, people who know that person might have been observing their odd behavioral changes. So I think that's really important. If any, if you know anyone who was exhibiting changes like that back around February of 2004 and into the spring, please... Let us know. Let uh, the cold case unit know. It's important information. And even if you were experiencing people who looked like they were, you know, what Tim said there last month when there was a a heavy presence of police and and FBI looking at a location that was ultimately determined to not have anything of evidentiary value, that's something that could make whoever knows what could make them a little bit nervous. So... I mean, at the very least, if there's nothing that's found, if that's actually the case, there's nothing found at that house, it shows that there the efforts made, the location is now eliminated, and it also will show whoever is responsible that there is still a heavy presence. So for if we can take anything positive from that, we can hopefully take that. I think I think the positivity can be put back. I mean, it, I hate to see the division within the groups. But, yeah. I mean, there's good points on both sides coming from it, and everybody could just get together instead of fighting about it. It would just be, I mean, it, it shouldn't have to be you guys versus John Smith's side or James Renner's side. I mean, it, 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 it just seems like there's great information out there from people in yeah. all the pages. And Absolutely. It, it should just be centralized and brought together instead of just people on this side going, well, I'm not going to share it with this side and, you know. Stuff like that. That's just what I see about yeah. the whole case. Yeah, you're right, and it's unnecessary, and we certainly don't hold any ill will towards people who are looking into this case or uh, do, doing doing work and trying to find answers or information in this case. We 
We are uh, on everyone's side. It, uh, it, it is distracting at times um, when there is that vitriol out there, though. And uh, Whitney here says, happy 100. Been here since number one. Thanks a lot, Whitney. And Christina says, I need to hang out with you guys more often. Free beer all around. We are going to become the functioning alcoholics <laughs> we've always wanted to be. We have, have all the true crime garage guys jealous. Everybody that's right. Beer now. That's right. <laughs> that's our that's our main goal in life <laughs> is to one up the true crime garage guys. Right. Well, Craig, uh, we'll let you go here unless you got any other questions. No, let's get Maggie on the horn. Let's get Maggie right, on the horn. It. Thanks a all lot, right. Craig. Awesome, Craig. Take care. See you in July. Thank you. And uh, if you want to check out the True Crime Podcast Festival, check it out. There is a website out there. We are doing a panel with Otavia Zapala and Sarah Turney, Lance. Uh, and if you don't know who very they are... Very excited about that. It's very exciting. If you don't know who they are, um, then you haven't listened to the Missing Alyssa podcast, which you need to do. Uh, so uh, Otavia Zapala is a journalist from the Phoenix area, and she did a podcast on this uh, young woman who went missing named Alyssa Turney and her sister Sarah Turney participated in the podcast with Otavia and they are both going to join us on a panel in Chicago in July and that website is TCPF True Crime Podcast Festival that's how you remember it TCPF 2019.com and you can register there it's on the Magnificent Mile in Chicago, and they were going to rename it the Crawl Space uh, Boulevard, <laughs> um, which we're working on. So it might be renamed by the time you get down there. Okay, we can. Well, we can only hope. Uh, so, hello from San Diego says Christy, listening from Northern Ireland. Ireland says Ollie, how wonderful. Uh, hello from Sweden, your uh, your homeland, Lance. Sweden, and uh, Guten Tag. <laughs> That's German. <laughs> I know it's German, everybody. <laughs> Hello from Edinburgh, Scotland. And Frank Tracy says he'll be in New Orleans. We'll see you there, buddy. Ah, nice. See you at CrimeCon. Hello from Seattle, from Lyle. Thank you very much. And we got some comments here. Uh, One from Ariane. She says, how would you currently rank the theories in order of which you believe? That's a hard-hitting question, Lance. How could we? How would we currently rank the theories in order? I think in pro- order of probability. Probability. We've gone over this sort of internally and and rolled it around in our head a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll say, uh, oh, man. Well, I think foul play is at the top of the list. Picked up in foul play. Yeah, yeah. I think that's at the top of the list. The the reason why, and and I don't want to make it sound like a game show. That's my problem that I'm having right, right now. Is right. that I'm, I'm it's feeling like a game show to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but picked up by somebody who did something bad, who is familiar with the area, whether they lived there or they had a vacation home there, but they knew that that road right there was a cut between the two highways. So that's where that's where I'm coming from. The fact that there's been nothing found also suggests to me that it's a person who was slightly transient, not not a transient um, type of lifestyle where they're, you know, moving from one place to another like a Rolling Stone. It's more like somebody who had a vacation home there that was familiar with the area, or someone who worked in the area, maybe someone who drove truck or something like that. Someone who knew or or knows an area where they could have disposed of a body, taken um, a body out of there so yeah. far away that nothing's found for so long. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's where I'm at too. Uh unfortunately, um other theories are much lower in uh order of probability for us. 
Hello from Pittsburgh, from Kayla. Uh, hello. Why aren't her friends talking? Maura's friends. If that was my best friend, I'd do anything to find her. And then Kayla says she's obsessed with us. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks. Kayla. I'm obsessed with us, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, who knows? Who knows if her friends are talking or, or, or not talking? They're just not talking to certain people. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to really know because we have well, we haven't spoken with them. I mean, is it because they don't know anything or is it because they don't want to I don't know. It could it's probably a combination. Yeah. I mean, we heard from uh, Michelle, Mora's co-worker, yeah, and in our latest episode, yeah. episode 99. Right. So we heard from Michelle and we figured and we learned how Mora was as a person uh, from like an acquaintance point of view, not a friend point of view. But she saw how her and Sarah got along and mm-hmm. she said that they looked like they were probably really good friends, probably Mora's best friend at college. And then she described how Sarah was after Mora went missing, after the information was out there that there was search parties going up to look for Mora. So based on her description of Sarah's behavior... It seems to me like Sarah knew Mora, Mora disappeared, and Sarah was really struggling to figure out why. And maybe it's a combination of she just doesn't know, she's frustrated. And like Craig said, when when you look online and you see everything that goes back and forth, would you contribute to that? Would you talk to, would you say, hey, it's Sarah? You'd have to take a plunge. I mean, you'd have to take a severe plunge. And I do get uh, Kayla's point. If, if it was your best friend, um, you would want to do anything uh, possible, but here's the thing: we don't really know that Morris' friends didn't do any do everything possible. Yep. Do you know true. what I mean? Yep. Like, uh, just because we came into this about ten years after Mora went missing, we don't, and we didn't speak to them. Like, yep. they they could have been speaking a lot early. I mean, we know, and we know Sarah talked to Fred. So I, and and we know what Michelle said about Sarah after Mora went missing, saying that she looked kind of panicked and would be shocked if Sarah knew anything else. Yep. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of all we can say. Scott Wall says, uh, I like the Russian mafia look. I will say spasiba. <laughs> that is thank you in Russian. Ah, uh, okay. You guys are getting everything today. Distrovia. That is, <laughs> is not coffee. <laughs> uh, episode 99 was fabulous, says Teresa. I thought Morris' co-worker shared some really great information about why she may have taken off for a while. I agree. I think that was a it was a great um, a great episode. Oh yeah, good point. I mean, some people just don't want to be in the spotlight. I guess. Yeah. In terms of the oxygen show. Hello from Charm City. Where's Charm City? I don't know what that is. Christina says, and they could be communicating with the family directly. Some people don't want to be in the spotlight. Oh, that I is true. That, yeah. the, I mean, we do know there's a lot of communication that happens through back channels, through yep. um, Facebook moderators like uh, Scott, uh, who's been on, who was on the show, who uh, called you a Russian mobster, Lance, just a, only a minute ago. No, he said that he liked the l- Russian mobster look. Yeah. It's like saying, well, if he said, I like the Miami Vice look when talking to you. <laughs> what? It doesn't mean that he's calling you an undercover Miami detective. I will take the Don Johnson compliment. Uh, do you want to uh, do you want to give Maggie a holler? Oh yeah, we'll try her, and we can try Christina as well, who is a very good friend of the show, and uh, we know her from uh, from the area, the local area. And oh, Charm City is Baltimore. I did not know that. I did not know that. Oh, because it's charming. It, this I, might be a cold call. Well, she knew that we were going to call at some point. Hello. It's Maggie, <laughs> Maggie Freeling. Freeling. What's up, Maggie? 
You are <laughs> Maggie Freeland. You are live on the air on Facebook on Missing Maura Murray 100. How are you today? Oh, fabulous. I am great. Give me one second to put my headphones in. Nope. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Kate here says, Lance, your voice sounds just like John Cryer. Have, oh. you, have you ever heard that before? No, no. I think we heard that okay, one other time. What's up, Maggie? What's up? Well, thank you. It was from me, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, that, you, never mind. What's going on, Maggie? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Good, good timing, guys. I was actually about to head out, so this was good. Timing. Perfect. We caught you. Yeah. Um, so, so what did you make of last week's uh, craziness? Of course, we're talking about the press conference that was called up there in New Hampshire. Oh, the press conference. Um, well, you know, as I said on our, the other live um, podcast or live Facebook that I did with you guys, you know, I knew they were going to do that um, because there was so much media attention. So none of it was particularly surprising to me. Yeah, Maggie uh, made the um, accurate statement that they were going to come out and say that there was nothing. And she was nearly disowned by Tim and I and our, uh, and our helper over here, Brian, who's yeah. right over here to the side, who, who was like, oh, yeah, Tim and Lance, you're right. This is what, and then Maggie was like, I think it's this. And Brian was like, you're right, Maggie. Now you're right. And then we almost kicked Brian out of the office. We almost kicked Brian out of the office. Uh, but the truth is you were right on the money, Maggie. And wh- what, did, what did you think when we were so vehemently opposed to, uh, to your opinion on that? I mean, look, like in all seriousness, it's really disappointing um, for the family, you know, for everybody, especially the family who was up there and there for all of this and had been wanting this to happen for months. Um, But, you know, the police had said and, you know, myself and Art have been in touch with law enforcement and they had said they've been there. They don't believe there's anything there. Um, They have checked it before. So I just didn't I wasn't as hopeful. And, you know, then all the media attention came and they had to make a statement after, you know, I just, it was just, they had to say, this is what we found. Um, especially because there was all this press and we're going to keep looking, you know, it was, it was part to make themselves look good, but also part because they kind of had to damned if you do damned, if you don't, if they didn't make a statement, you know, probably would have been a whole other situation as well. Yeah. Yep. What did you make of, of us being so, um, excited for the press conference and really expecting uh, some kind of uh, conclusion, uh, coming soon with uh with that starting with that press conference well i think you guys are a bunch of naive idiots no, <laughs> that was what i was I hoping you'd that's say exactly i was <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> no i mean look you guys have been following this for what like five years now yeah six years i mean and i've, I've only been in it for three and like you you really get your hopes up. you really think this is going to be it you know you see Golden State Killer case being solved and everything like that. And you're like, this is the moment. Like, this is the moment that, you know, this whole community is going to get. So, you know, I, I, Maggie, of course you, you felt like that. We've, we've commiserated talking about uh, the moment where we've, we've daydreamed about the moment where uh, there's a press conference called in this case and we're just waiting for it. And, and we, we've talked about about this moment, and uh, I never thought that when that moment finally arrived that there would be a press conference called, that they would have called it to announce that they found nothing. Yeah. They, I, again, I think they had to. Yeah. I think they had to. They, they had to make a formal statement because there was a formal dig. There was a formal situation. Um, the family was involved. So, you know, I think that was something that they were pretty obligated to do at that point. So what's your opinion on how to move forward? Um, 
you know, just keep, keep looking. I mean, you, you guys and I have talked about some properties we want to go look at again when the weather gets nicer. I think we all just keep on keeping on and we, you know, don't let it get us down. Absolutely. And yeah, good point. We have talked about other properties up there that we would like to look at that have been coming up in uh, the, the rumor mill and resurfacing over and over. Not going to get super specific about it, but there are properties that, again, have just, they just keep coming up. And it's yeah. just another one of those things that you have to cross off the list. And so if you want to see the video that we we're referencing um, with the with Maggie telling put it, putting us in our place and where we almost kicked Brian out, and then the second half of that video is actually the press conference, and it's our reaction in real time because we were we were covering it. We, were, we had three angles on it because we didn't know if, if it was if, if that was a different outcome, that would have been uh, you know footage that would have been included in our documentary at some point. Um, but now it kind of exists as this bizarre. Uh, it's it's really super bizarro, bizarre, video. surreal moment that yeah. was that was captured here. It was, a, it was like very deflating. So you get to capture us being deflated in different yeah. fashions. And it's on our Patreon. So check it time. out on Patreon at patreon.com slash crawlspacepodcast, among other things on our Patreon, Lance. That's true. We're revamping the Patreon and it's... Uh, it's a sideshow. It's good. <laughs> it's fun. But a lot of a lot of people love you on here. We got Christina saying hi, Maggie. Teresa says love Maggie. Courtney, old friend, says uh, pants. That's a nickname that's uh, attributed to me because it rhymes with Lance. <laughs> ah, okay. Yep. yep. Lancey pants. Yep. Lancey pants. That was shortened to just. You know, pants. something really interesting is that um... I'm talking about me here, Maggie. <laughs> And his pants. <laughs> Lance, you got to stop being so self-absorbed. That's true. Um, but really interesting is, um, you know, we're friends with um, the Mora sub moderator. And she said, since this, the sub got like, I think, 3,000 new people, 2,000 new people um, because of all the media attention, which is great. That's just more people talking about the case. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it made international news. A um, lot, lot of news outlets picked it up from Boston uh, all the way um, across the pond, I believe. So, yeah. Look, and again, that's it's a why, good thing. That's why the, they had to make a formal press statement. I mean, they had to. If they didn't make a statement, it just would have, they would have been getting called up the wazoo, you know? So they had to do it. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a great point. So Maggie, what do you think about this being missing more of Murray 100? Have we uh, have we squeezed the sponge dry, or is this something we should just keep going with until this case is over? You know, you guys and I talk about this all the time, and I think I think we just keep going. I think we just keep going. You know, there's always something that can be looked into further. There's always something that can be talked about. Um, you know, leads to follow up on and places to check out and rule out. Yeah, I mean. The, the more attention on this case, the better chance it has to get solved, and that is why we try to keep the conversation continuous. Absolutely. Here's a question from Jonathan Curtis. Here's a, here's a hard-hitting one for you, Maggie, while you're on the line still. Has her track coach spoken out at all? <sighs> the track coach? Um, no, and I think we tried speaking with her for the documentary. And UMass would not allow it. Um, am I getting that right? Do you guys remember? I don't recall that. I, yeah, um, I don't recall that. I'm not sure if that person is speaking about uh, like the the head track coach or Hussein, who was or Hussein, uh, yeah. the, the assistant, the track, assistant coach. track coach. Probably talking about the assistant track coach, just because his probably name has been yeah. yeah his name has been brought he, up um, more. 
I got yelled at by his wife or girlfriend when I tried calling to talk to him. So, no, he's not speaking at all. Yeah. And, you know, again, this has nothing to do with any sort of um, negative shade or any indication of guilt. These are people that had um, an acquaintance, uh, uh, you know, like they had a relationship with Mora. They were acquaintances with Mora. They had a, a passing relationship. And it's been 15 years and they've since moved on with their life. And I, again, if that was me and someone approached me and I actually looked into it, I'd probably say, you know, I think I'm good. If I didn't know anything, you know, yeah. what what could I possibly say that wouldn't put my life unnecessarily and suddenly under a magnifying glass? Right. Yeah, I mean, some people have definitely been put through the ringer um, coming on the show and, and getting involved again. And you can definitely understand, especially if someone doesn't know anything or doesn't believe they can help in any way, why they wouldn't want to volunteer to get involved like that. No, exactly. And I've, I've always said that. Um, so I never thought it was a strange thing that Kate won't speak out. I mean, as soon as someone starts speaking out, it's just like, it, it almost becomes hell for them. Um, and I don't, I do think that, you know, she's spoken to authorities and she doesn't, she's not obligated to do anything any further. What about this question, Maggie, from uh, Samantha here? Can you speak to any investigation that went into a possibility that Moore Murray could have been abducted and put into a sex trafficking ring? Um, I don't know specifically if they've looked into that, but I've always thought that was a possibility. Um, you know, we see, you know, the Ariel Castro case where those women were found 13 years later, you know, at least over 10 years later in a, in a home. I mean, anything is possible. Um, I don't believe that she's, you know, missing on her own free will, but it's definitely possible she was abducted and not murdered. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's probably that could be maybe my second highest scenario is that it's an abduction and and there's some sort of uh, captive circumstance happening right now because you do hear about it. And and it sounds like super unbelievable now, but at least twice a year you hear some weird story about something like that. And the only I used to. Sorry, go ahead, Lance. Don't ever interrupt me. <laughs> no, uh, you can go. I probably wasn't going to say anything worthwhile anyway. No, I was just going to say, like, I remember I was with Julie one time and she told me that Maura would really like me. And I remember that was like one of the first times I really cried um, because it just made it so personal. And then I started having all of these like moments of, you know, visions, daydreams of like, meeting Mara, like her being rescued and she was alive and like actually meeting her. And yeah. So the thought of, you know, a sex trafficking ring or being captive has always crossed my mind. But I think uh, what one thing we've learned is that it, it uh, seems to ensnare younger uh, people. Um, not so much 21 year old uh, women. It's more of the uh, teenage um, affair, I think. Right. So I would say, I'll still say, I think that's unlikely, but um, as far as a sex trafficking thing, uh, but abduction and captivity, I would say I would put a little more higher on the probability list. Well, especially in that area, it's very, very remote. I mean, you know, you would know the Ariel Castro thing was crazy because that's a city. But, you know, in that area, you could have someone captive and no one would ever know. Yeah. Jane says the pod loft is fancy AF. Uh, I think she's talking about the Crawl Space Studios here in Wormtown, the blue table and the black box. Maggie, when are you coming up here? What, what's going on? I know. I know. I got to come up. I'm gonna, When we make our dig or our, our you know, whatever search we want to do, not dig, sorry, no one get crazy and excited. What? Um, <laughs> 
whenever we do the, the new searches we want to do, I'm going to come up and I'm going to see the studio. That would be awesome. And we'll have some, uh, yeah. we'll have some cool Chardonnay for you. Woo-hoo. And Cosmos. And Cosmos. I think it's great that, that uh, Jane said the pod loft is fancy. And I'm look, unless there's a camera that I don't see, all I see is a blue table and a black curtain. So it's fancy. Fancy. You gotta, what are you talking about? You got a ba- hey, Maggie, hey, Mag- Maggie, Maggie, Jeez. back off. <laughs> Sorry, we don't live in some fancy yeah. no New York City or West Side. No, I work in Harlem, guys. I don't work anywhere fancy. Yeah, right. Harlem's the next uh, Brooklyn, Charlestown. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you very much, Maggie, for uh, for joining us here. Uh, do you have anything uh, else to add? Oh, have you talked to Art? Have you talked to Art lately about the case? One second, hold on. Uh, no, oh, I no, guess we're, put on. we're not. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what are we chopped liver? Every, everybody, hold on for Maggie. Hey, everybody at home watching this on your phone at home. All the people in the chat room are watching this on replay. Just hold on for Maggie for Yep, we need a minute here. While you're at it, check out patreon.com slash crawlspacepodcast. We are releasing uh, weekly vault videos, Lance, which are... Uh, oh, Maggie's back. Oh, pardon back. us. Sorry, there pardon was a us. train crossing overhead, so I didn't want to kill everyone with the noise. Oh, oh well, that was um, very considerate. Okay. You know, just running some errands, talking to you guys. Okay. Have um, I talked to Art? Yes, I have spoken to Art. We speak daily. Um, you know, he... And as you guys know, and this is something that um, I think maybe we should probably talk about is how we were supposed to have a panel at CrimeCon this year, as we have, we did last year. Um, And that is not happening anymore because of all of the drama involved in the Maura Murray case that um, people don't really want to deal with it at times. I think that's really disappointing. And that was something Art and I talked about recently, you know, and when I told that to um, Scott Wall, he got really disappointed because CrimeCon really brings another national platform to the case. And it's a bummer that, you know, we don't get to do that this year. And, you know, we were going to have Julie come with us and Art's going to be there this year. And I think that, you know, I understand why they don't want to do it um, because there was crazy amount of drama, not going to name names, but people um, kind of ruining it for everybody. And so that's something I wanted to bring up, you know, when you mentioned Art, Art and I were talking about that the other day, how disappointing it is, and just the way some people in this case behave. Well, you know what? You're not just bringing it up because it's, uh, you know, an internal conversation between yourself, Art, and us. It's something that actually affected the potential for a huge amount of people to keep that conversation about Mora alive and 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 keep that awareness going. CrimeCon. Right. Well, even, that's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. national platform. Like, I remember last year, people were like, oh, my God, I never heard of this case. Now I'm going to talk about it and share it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So not only just for the curiosity factor, people going to learn about it, but again, just keeping the awareness out there for it it's and even even to raise awareness for the gofundme and just everything that could happen that for for good and and then you started the gofundme right after CrimeCon last year that's when i got back and was like you know what there were so many people who care and said how can i help like 
literally hundreds of people talking to us. You were inspired by CrimeCon. That that was what yeah, birthed CrimeCon the uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, start the GoFundMe. And, yeah. you know, we have almost, I, I haven't looked at it recently, but I think we're at like almost $10,000. Yeah, I mean, there's fees that GoFundMe takes out of, and we've used right. we've used some of that, but that's what the uh, yeah that's that's what the the that's public what raised. raised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. people are disappointed here in the chat room, and uh, just want to say we are still doing a live podcast down there. It's not going to be a panel in the ballroom, but we are going to do a live Missing More Murray podcast right. at CrimeCon. So Maggie, of course, you're invited. Art, he's going down there. Of course, he is more than welcome as well to uh, hang out with us uh, on that panel. Right. There just won't be an official, this is the Maura Murray um, ballroom session. Yeah, they won't, right. it won't get the bells and whistles, um, but it will be a, a live, sort of a live podcast similar to this or similar. I mean, we've actually done them the past two years as well. And if Julie is still yeah. going to uh, plan it on making it, of course, she's more than welcome as well. I just want to clear up one thing. Kate here says, so CrimeCon canceled the panel. No, we were, we were yeah. in discussions with them yeah. simultaneously all of this drama was happening um, and someone else is, says is it because of Renner no it's not it's, no yeah. it's not because of Renner and actually I just got a text from Renner it's not because of Renner um, just to clarify that did the text say it's not because going. of Renner <laughs> um, but We'll be surrounded at CrimeCon by a bunch of people who are not those troublemaker trolls these are people that work you know 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and they put that hard-earned money to a ticket to CrimeCon, which is not cheap, and they go there, and we'll do our best to represent Mora in the way that we can, which is through a live show or our own little panel. Hell, come to our come to our table, we'll our podcast out. row, we'll hang out, we'll answer any questions, and then, you know, we can, we can do what we've always done, which is like a grassroots, bootstrapped effort. Yeah. You have you have Maggie Freeling on, and all of a sudden there's a new dig up in New Hampshire, and CrimeCon canceled CrimeCon. <laughs> no, and I don't want anyone like emailing the yeah, people please. from CrimeCon like please yelling don't. at them like this is a please don't like this is like you know it's they have so many different people to get on panels, and these things take months and months to talk about, and it just didn't happen this year. And you know maybe there will be a next year. We will all still be there. We're all still invited to CrimeCon. We're just not getting a full panel this year. Yeah. And, and so please do yeah. not attack them for canceling the panel. There was never a panel to begin with. It was just in talks. Yeah. And we love CrimeCon. The people over there are great. Yeah. They put together a hell They're of a great. show. If you're thinking mm-hmm. of coming to CrimeCon, just just uh, break out the debit or credit card and uh, sign on to CrimeCon.com and use code CRAWLSPACE19 to get 10% off. And you can be there for our live Missing Maura Murray show. You can also be there for our live CrawlSpace. I will tell you how cool CrimeCon is. Bruce Maitland founded Private Investigations for the Missing. That's a nonprofit organization that helps families when law enforcement's resources have run out. He's trying really hard to get this off the ground. He wants to provide funding to hire private investigators for people who are looking for missing loved ones or have a cold case in their life that that warrants more investigation. Crimecon went out of their way to provide him a booth when they were full. Yeah. Because yeah. they wanted him represented. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what They're they great. do. They yeah. do that. And they did that with us last year, I remember our panel yeah. got squeezed in like kind of last minute, but they were like, no, we want you guys here. Um, they do that. They're really great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a quick plug for a private investigation for the mm-hmm. missing crime con and for, uh, I don't know. Everything. Patreon. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Patreon. <laughs> um, all right, Maggie. So, uh, so when are we going to see you again? Is it going to be at crime con? Um, yeah, it looks the way my schedule is right now. I think I'll be seeing you guys at crime con. Oh, pardon us. Pardon us. 
Captain Busy. Sorry, it's my 30th birthday in Vegas. You know, I got to... 30? I got to do that before I come up to Wormtown. Lance is celebrating his 50th right before Crime Con. That's great. <laughs> we can... I can't make it in Vegas, though. Yeah. He wouldn't survive. I wouldn't survive in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe Foxwoods. <laughs> quick, uh, quick question here, Maggie, from Terrence in the chat room. says, Maggie, can you look into Brian Schaefer's case? And uh, I guess the question is, what, what do you think of that case, uh, uh, we were obviously on True Crime yeah. Garage a couple weeks ago, talking about yeah. the mysterious disappearance of Brian Schaefer. And uh, what do you make of that case, Mags? I mean, it's def- it's definitely mind blowing. Um, I listened to the episode on True Crime Garage. I've listened to it on you know Jet and Y True Crime Garage before. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um, I think one of the things you guys said was like he disappeared not in some remote area like Brandon Lawson or Mora. Like he was in front of everybody. Um, That's a fascinating one. And yeah, I do get asked to look into cases, so we will see. Um, Well, you know, it all starts with, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to put out the public uh, request for people to, I don't know, maybe email your local uh, NBC affiliate and tell them that they that you want a uh, Maggie Freeland Freeling plus two true crime podcasters going out <laughs> investigating stuff show. Actually, yeah, Art and I are talking about um, a very interesting case that we want to look into. Dream Team gangs getting back together. Very cool. Um, look out, Applebee's. Yeah. Keep yeah. us. Uh, no, keep... no. This one, luckily, it is in an area that is not only Applebee's to eat. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and Maggie, um, we are uh, in talks with a very popular podcast out of New York City, a uh, true crime podcast, and uh, we are kind of working on potentially putting a live show together for New York City. Are you into this idea or what? No, I hate this idea. This is terrible. Perfect. (laughs) One of your worst ideas yet. (laughs) Are you in? That is saying something. Yes. Yes, I'm in. As long right. as I'm not in Vegas, I'm in. And I think you like these people. I don't want to give it away yet because it's not it's, it's not, not firmed up. Yeah. yeah, it's not official. We don't have any dates. We don't have a venue or anything yet. But who is, are these my friends? Oh my god, you guys have to text me. Who is it? Oh, uh, we'll let you know. We'll just give a hint and say that there's a lot of capital letters when they respond to emails. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like I know who this is. Okay, I think you do. <laughs> and and we've had some crossover. Uh, so that that'll be your only other hint here. All right, so uh, thank you very much, Maggie, for joining us here on uh, Facebook Live, Missing Muramari 100. We appreciate the check-in. And uh, Yeah, thank you, yeah, guys. Someone in the chat room might be onto something with the, uh, the initials there. Um, do you want to, let's see, we only have a few minutes left here. Should we call uh, Christina up there in, in the whites? Christina. Hey, Kim. Hey, how's it going, Christina? Good. How are you? We're doing great over here in the Crawl Space Studios. More like Hey Tim plus the whole world. Well, and Nancy Grace. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> and one million people on Facebook Live. Right. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, nice to hear from you. So what, what's uh, you're a local in the area. What's been going on in the area? So, I mean, I'm local, but I'm not really local. Um, I live right down the road. Um, but I don't know a lot of people. So what I am just seeing um, is when I'm driving around town. Like I text you guys what I saw last night and this morning. But I personally did not know the house that was involved. And people find that strange when I talk to them. But I don't go driving around trying to find out um, 
issues. And you know, my house was potentially involved. And so I kind of respect the privacy of the owners of that new house. So the day of, I texted you guys saying, hey, something's going on. I still didn't know the house that was involved. Um, but I'm not really seeing much. I mean, I saw the stuff that went down at the cemetery. Um, every once in a while, we'll drive by. We'll see Fred up in the area. Um, but I'm not really a true local. Like, I don't know the local buzz that's going on. What was the stuff that went down at the cemetery? Because that was something that was circulating and, and, and percolating. Yeah, so I still don't know much about it. Um, I have heard that it's not more related. Um, I heard it has something to do with um, a case in Vermont, might have to do with drugs. But they had the cemetery closed off for, I think, two days and had Vermont and New Hampshire State Police and crime units there. Um, but again, there wasn't much talk in my little neighborhood, so I don't know all the logistics to it. And you, and you're somebody who is uh, pretty familiar with how this will affect your living, um, your your quality of life if if your privacy <laughs> is being invaded. What's absolutely uh, what 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 advice? And we've actually said uh, numerous times on the show, coming from locals up there, coming from residents, please don't do this. But this is an opportunity for an actual resident to say what is uh, acceptable and what is tolerable and what is not acceptable whatsoever. Absolutely. So for those that don't know, I'm actually one of the owners of the A-frame. Um, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into when we purchased the house. Um, but soon after news broke of the digging or the GPR and everything that was taking place, I mean, people are bold. People will literally drive by our house, stop in front of our house, put their phone up and take videos and pictures. Um, we don't mind the casual drive-by because we know people are curious, but you're going to be disappointed when you come by our house because we've painted the house, um, we've done some landscaping, and more than likely my husband or I are going to go out on the deck and wave at you. This um, all sounds very welcoming, actually. <laughs> this sounds like a very cozy yeah, experience. Right, hey right? <laughs> um, But it's frustrating. I mean, like I said, the, the one or two drive-bys, we get it. You're curious. You want to see the house. You've seen it on TV. It's not as creepy as it used to look. Um, but it does get frustrating because when you stop in front, in front of somebody's house, you can see inside our house if we have our shades open. Um, and so it's very, very, like, intrusive and invasive. Um, and I'll say that especially during the summer when news is breaking that GPR was going to take place and again in the fall, it gets very, like, my anxiety went through the roof because there are days where we'd have five, ten different cars. And people are like, well, it's just one person. Yeah, you might think it's one person, but we deal with it on a daily basis. And so I don't know how much the other homeowners are experiencing this. And I truly hope that the people that are curious just drive by like you normally would glance over. Don't stop. Don't take pictures. Taking pictures isn't going to help the case at all. But just remember, there are people who live in these homes and we are working with the families and authorities to do what we can to help um, bring more home. And just, you know, keep in mind that people want their privacy. Yeah, well said. Well said. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks for allowing me to get that out there because I I also follow a lot of the um, Facebook pages. And so I 
I do it because when we see a spike of people coming at our house, I want to know, like, what's happening? Why are all these people in front of my house right now? Right. Um, but just keep in mind that there are several of the homeowners who are on these boards and we're seeing what is being said and what is taking place. And so we just ask, again, give people their privacy, especially these new homeowners. They wanted to remain anonymous. The house is out there. Heck, I live a mile away and I didn't even know what house it was till the morning of um, because I didn't snoop. I didn't go online and try and figure it out. Um, but don't stop in front of their house. Just glance over. Don't take pictures. Don't take videos and just respect their privacy. And you know what? Go up to that area and enjoy it for what it is. There's right. wonderful hiking trails coming, you know, now rivers, that this, rivers, I mean, lakes. If you fish, get a day pass, go, go fish some of the rivers, the lakes, Go hike, uh, go hike Mount Washington, or drive up Mount Washington. No, hike it. No, drive up it. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of us <laughs> have, some of us have hiked it, and some of us haven't. Right. Um, I will say, like, it's definitely a fantastic area, and that's why we moved to the area. Um, there are a lot of things to do, and we know that you know during the summer is going to be a peak time for vacationers and stuff. But again, just remember that people live here and don't want you on their properties. And it's sad that the people who own these properties have to have no trespassing signs, you know, signs up. We don't want to have that on our properties, but we also need to protect our properties so that people aren't just walking aimlessly. Um, I will say, you know, if you're in the area, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. And if you hear something, reach out to you guys, reach out to the family. But don't make a habit of just being intrusive to the family and friends um, that are up in that area. Well said. Good, good, solid advice right there. Thank you. Yeah. And another good reminder, if you hear anything, please say something. Please send it to us. Please send it to the Murray family through their Facebook account. Please send it to the New Hampshire State Police cold case unit. Information is what is going to solve this case. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, Christina. We Thanks. really appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, Christina. guys. Good to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Definitely. Say hi to Joel All for right. us. Will do. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I just want to address the elephant in the well, one of the elephants in the room here. Susan says, Do you have any recent thoughts? I'm sorry. Do you have any thoughts on Moore's boyfriend and the recent charges brought against him? It's always troubled me that he deleted the call he received at the time that Mora went missing that he believed was from Mora. Um, We'll address the second part of that. I, I don't know if you're if that person, uh, I don't know if Susan means the call that's been attributed to the Red Cross call that he received the voicemail after he went through the security checkpoint at the airport, but uh, he never deleted that. That was actually uh, something that law enforcement did listen to. Yep. Um, and what's happened to it since then is uh, who who really knows? I, I believe he passed over his data to the to law enforcement so that they could analyze the call. I would I would bet uh, everything in my bank account, which isn't much, that uh, that law enforcement still has that uh, voicemail. Right. I I would I would agree. So I'll bet thirty five cents that law enforcement still has that. When did you get thirty five cents? <laughs> Was, uh, have we mentioned Patreon, by the way? Yeah, have we Check us out that? at uh, patreon.com slash crawlspacepodcast. Yeah, we're going to take the curtain down. It's going to be like a war zone behind us. Uh, <laughs> the first part of that is um, the thoughts. The only thoughts that I have about these charges that have been brought against Mora's ex-boyfriend is hopefully justice will play out as it should in this country. And really, I mean, we've we've learned a lot in the past few years and... There's a victim, and then there's the the uh, the alleged perpetrator. So, 
you have to you have to <laughs> you have to weigh who's who and and look at look at where they where they come from and and their personalities and stuff and you can't really make any dis- determinations until you get uh, an official like court decision and uh we just want to close here by uh reading this statement from julie murray from um i believe it was over the weekend my family and i have processed the events of this past week while we are saddened that it did not provide closure we are beyond appreciative for the total team effort surrounding the search thanks to the gracious homeowners who allowed this to happen thanks to law enforcement and the fbi for conducting the search and hopefully getting us closer to finding Mora. Thanks to the local community for being so patient, as we know you did not ask for this. Thanks to all the volunteers and private citizens who continue to amaze us with their selfless dedication to helping my family. Going forward, we are committed to working collaboratively with law enforcement to bring Mora home. That was a great statement by Julie. She knew that there was some... Not pressure on the family to release a statement, but she knew that there was a responsibility to the community to release a statement because everyone was wondering what it did to them. So great statement by Julie and also very, very positive and motivational in a uh, in, in sort of a somber way. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here on Missing More Murray Live Facebook 100. You have one more thing to say, it seems like, uh, Lance. I do. I just want to say tickets for our next live show will officially be on sale tomorrow morning. That would be tomorrow morning, April 11th. You can purchase tickets to our next live show at the Riverwalk Cafe in Nashua, New Hampshire. That's at 35 Railroad Square in Nashua, New Hampshire. And we will be having Bruce Maitland, who is uh, Brianna Maitland's father, on. Greg Overacker, the lead investigator in Brianna's disappearance, Chloe Cantor and Lou Barry, who is a police detective collectively between Greg and Lou. They've been working on Brianna's case for about 13 or 14 years now. And this is going to be Wednesday, May 22nd, 6 p.m. at the Riverwalk Cafe. Bruce Maitland, Greg Overacker, Lou Barry, and our friend Chloe Cantor. Please... Check out the links when we post them. You can buy them on brownpapertickets.com, but we'll have the exact link out there uh, as soon as possible on sale tomorrow morning. Thank you very much. And check out Crawl Space. We uh, spoke with Lou and Greg on some of the last episodes uh, late earlier in March, and uh, they're really good, and it's a good place to start if you want to come to the show and ask those guys some questions. So thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you in Nashua, and we'll see you for Missing Mara Murray 101. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.